explain this mystery. I can't explain this mystery. I'm a prisoner. I don't want to be free. I don't want to be free. I'm a prisoner. Just as caught as I ever was. I'm just as caught as I Makes us give up and finally come to God. What makes us give up the love He has? What makes us turn away when we don't hear what we need? us decide to be free if I know the truth the truth will set me free amen if I know Jesus Christ my it is near 12 o'clock, which most of us get funny at 12 o'clock. <laughs> so, how many feel that time in your life that God has taken you prisoner? Anybody notice that? How many more prisoners do you think he's taken on board? Shanghai maybe is a better word. When I first bumbled through the idea of being saved, I did a lot of things, which some most of us did. Is what does it mean to be saved, and saved from what? You know, but I didn't have to ask that question. I was kind of living in a hell, so it didn't make. I have no problem when I'm, someone said you're saved. I could tell. Oh, I know what I was saved from. You know, and I didn't even see the fullness of it, and so. But a lot of us are born kind of saved. How many were born that way? So a lot of us were, you know, a lot of people, that is true. They were born that way. Most of us kind of got saved later. How many got saved later in life? Yeah, well, there you go. Later meaning 30 and up, you know, and that kind of thing. That doesn't mean you were horrible prior to 30, but probably you were. Um, and we always did all the, the wrong things, you know. I was reminded of that all the time. So when I first kind of got this thing we call saved, I went to church right away, and the guy who led us to the Lord was a kind of a real straightforward guy, nothing too fancy, uh, you know what I mean? Basic uh, Xerox executive, in fact, uh, who just had this, the word of God was just, you know, there you go. It does it here. If you were to die tonight, where do you think you'd end up? Uh-huh, in hell or in heaven, what would you think? Um, I think I'm going to go for heaven. 
Might be a good idea, might not be, I don't know, but let's try for heaven. Okay, heaven it is. Okay, you win. Um, how many think it's as simple as that? Does anybody feel like that? It's, it's kind of what this is about sometimes. It's just, it's all about me and what choices I make. And then after I make a choice, then I, it's about me again. And it's more of what I'm me and me is doing. Of course, I had plenty of me prior to coming to, to Jesus. But the first day of that salvation really is, can we talk about those uh, idols you have in your life? What ones are those? Maybe music. <laughs> no, not for a second. <laughs> Doesn't control me. I control it. Yes, thank you. Uh, so we don't need to deal with that, do we, God? Oh, I guess not. I think you're fine, yes. Um, somebody know that the first thing that you have in your life gets dealt with by God. Anyone? No? Yes? How many feel like he dealt with it just a little too much? I wasn't that addicted to that, you know. <laughs> I could have given it up any time I wanted to. Anyone? No. Um, so now we're, on, we're facing this other thing that happens because he keeps that stuff up. You know, 30 years later, he's still doing that stuff about, hey, we're going to get rid of that. I mean, what is there to get rid of? Why don't we just get rid of me? <laughs> Has anybody ever thought like that? I do. I'm pretty... I go... I go too radical, I don't think. Whatever. <laughs> I want to live in victory. Where sin has no hold on me. I want to walk in morning light. Bring an end to the night. I want to live in victory. Take my place at Calvary. Only walk in love's pure light. Repent. Change my life. Anyone? <laughs> this is screwing with a lot of you people. I can feel you from here. It's just wiping me out. So I feel like somebody. I'm singing your song finally. The Lord is up. Up. Yeah, he's he's going to get more than up on your life. If you can hear me. Afraid, sing it with me. I want to live in victory where sin has no hold on me, where sin has no hold on me. I want to walk in morning light. I want to walk in morning light. Bring an end, bring an end to the night. at Calvary Only walk in love's pure light Only walk in love's pure light Repent and change my life I want to live in second song I wrote when I got saved. Funny. It's funny, it never went away. It never stopped being the cry in my life. Okay, I'm in victory. Yeah, I feel like an overcomer. How about you? 
What happened to us that we don't feel the very thing we are? What happened? Oh, well, the liar. Whoa, how did he get that big? How did he get that powerful? How did that much happen? You see? So this is the time to live in victory. So I was just singing. I want to live in victory. I want to be there. Am I making any sense to you? So I strove and I struggled and I figured, oh my God, what am I going to do? Ha 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 ha. You know, I'm scared. And anybody? This stuff frighten you? Used to me. But there's some great things that are beginning to happen. And of course, the first thing I tried to write when I was just first saved, and that was a long time ago, by the way. <laughs> um, I was working in clubs and jazz clubs and different places, and so I wrote what came natural to me. I first book of the Bible I got into was Proverbs. If you want to get into a book that will make you religious immediately, that one will do it, because it's great advice that you are now handing out to the world. <laughs> you're not taking it to yourself, you're just giving it away. Does anybody know what I mean? Um, we're great. You know, America is a great group of religious leaders. We're all leaders. Thank you very much. Um, never mind. So I wrote this. And uh, because I didn't really know any better, and I'm in a bar, and I'm, so I sang it. Figured they'll love it. They didn't. Do not walk on the path of the wicked. Don't set foot in the way of an evil man. Oh, avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn around, go your own way. They cannot sleep till they're doing evil. They are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. Bread of wickedness, Sorry. and they drink the wine of violence. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Oh, it's hard enough just believing when there's darkness all around us every day. But evil can live like this forever. The Lord gonna come stop it someday. Started singing in tongues right in this old bar, and they didn't know what I was doing. takes a long time to learn to really get that religious thing kind of down in your spirit you know what I mean you really have to work on it and of course all songs were new for me so just as I am was new because I got saved later and so everything kind of was on the merits of how it felt to me versus how traditional it was if that makes sense you know I, I know that makes sense but different things made Great is thy faithfulness. I can't even say it <laughs> anymore. But it took the faithfulness of God 
for that song to break me into a thousand pieces. Then I couldn't sing it anymore because it was like, <laughs> I can't even sing your song. But you realize in your life, if you don't have that experience, you cannot give to God the praise that comes from that brokenness or that joy or that receiving that thing. And so we spend our lives trying to avoid the stuff that gives the praise, that breaks through the heavens. Am I making sense? He survived. He survived. He survived. And I'm going to praise his name. Oh, my God. You know, think about where we are. Do you think about where we are? Maybe, maybe that's not one of your favorite things to do in life. But I have a thing. I don't know what it is about the church. I want to slap it in the face. And then I want to cry over its losses. And I want to feel it. And, and I realize one day, God said, that's, you're just feeling me for my house. Oh, man, it's such a mess and such a beauty at the same time. Does anybody kind of feel that way? You know, it's like, this thing is a train wreck. We should just shove it off the track and leave it there, you know. But God did a lot to make it life, to give it life. Am I making sense? Didn't take long before I wound up writing a song called First Love, Coming Back to Your First Love. And I'm only just fresh, green, saved. You know what I mean. And I don't know what God is doing next. And so that's where we're kind of at now. We're at, I feel like we're all just fresh, green, saved. And we're now just starting to enter into this concept called born again. Anyone? If we're sweating the future, you're not actually born again. That's the litmus test if you want to hear it. Um, if you're fearing for your future, you're not, God is not number one. He's not the first thing you're thinking about. Because there ain't no weird going on in heaven like, oh man, the future, oh man, the future. That's not happening up there. That's not ever going to happen up there. This is all kind of, but that's way up there. I wrote a song on that. <laughs> I live here and you live there. This whole thing is unfair. You know, <laughs> does anybody feel that way? Has anyone ever felt that way? Like this is all, this is unfair, God. Of course, it's easy to walk on streets of gold and have a good time. You know, we're trotting on the dirt down here. Anyone? Is this the wrong crowd for this kind of talk? <laughs> What's well, coming to us, and I, you know, we can prophesy until we get green, uh, but what the real issue is to prophesy something that's wonderful, it doesn't take long to do that. Prophesy why it ain't wonderful just yet is another story. Is that, is that correct? Does anybody feel that way? I used to love... Get around the you know the prophetic guys. I see kingdom on you. I see the I see you going into all the world and changing the world. I couldn't even begin to imagine doing that. What are you talking about? And what happens is because and I was I was listening to this prophecy that not for me that was for somebody else and uh, I was watching the person go, yeah right yeah sure yeah change the world yeah yeah that's me yeah world changer yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were like having a, you know, internally I could see them just being destroyed by this word, not blessed. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Anyone had any prophetic words in your life, over your life? How many of those words have come true? Hmm. Three or four hands out of that. Do you know what happens to us when we begin to prophesy? If you cannot see why they're not already walking in that word, then you might want to hold up on that word until you do see why they're not walking in it this minute. And if you can see it, then you can see, because I see from the time that you da-da-da-da and maybe lost faith, this is what God wants to put in your life. But maybe if you can walk through this, that's going to come to pass. Does that make sense to you? I love the words. Trust me, I love the prophetic. But stop looking out there. Start looking like this. This is a person's life. This is not a person's life. There's a reason they're not, they're not there. And that's the reason is no one saw it. 
and no one brought it up. How many scriptures do you see? Because, isn't that how a lot of prophecies are? Because of this in the history, or this in your pet, because you denied me, or because you were faithful. This is what's coming. This is what's, you know, I'd have prepared for you. Blessings and curses, I'd have. You know all of these words. He was very complete. He didn't clown around saying, you're going to get slapped upside the head without any reason. How many times have we felt? There was no reason to, for this beating. Anyone? Anyone? How many have felt the warfare on your life? That's not a big surprise, is it? Why is there warfare? Hmm. Maybe when you survive it, you will praise God with a whole heart. How about that one? How fascinating this is, isn't it? So God puts each one of us through what we need to go through to bring us to that place. Well, that's not very pleasant. God is not nice. Please don't mistake him for being nice. That's a real mistake. God is kind, God is loving, but he's not nice. Because nice means lying. Nice means saying what you want to hear, not what you need. Am I making sense? And that we're nice. We're all nice. Hey, man, great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, man, it's cool. That's cool. That's cool. What you're doing is cool. I hate it, but it's cool. You know, that's all right. And so we still don't face things as they are. So I was leading, leading worship in a small church in Nashville for just under 400 years. And, um, and it was, you know, the band was terrible. And, and I felt like those are the dues I have to pay in order to walk with God. Anyone? We all have our dues. Mine just happened to be a bad band. Uh, and bad band, good people, great love, lives. They love God. Bless their hearts, my favorite compliment. Bless their hearts. They really mean well. So we played things. And finally, one day, I showed up in the church with this here. War is about to begin, and everybody's, war? We're not in a war. You hear what I'm saying? Each one of us don't even realize we're in a doggone war. We think because God has done so well in protecting and covering us that we're the, hey, man, no problem, I'm not in a, and then we get into suddenly or get hammered with something, and we don't know how to deal with it. And immediately I think, I must have lost my salvation somewhere, or I'm not spiritual enough to survive this. Anybody? Wrestle not with flesh and with blood, the powers and principalities. You got to know this in your spirit. We wrestle not with each other's love, but demonic forces in the heavens. I hate those guys. We wrestle not with flesh and with blood, but powers and principalities. We wrestle not with each other's love, but demonic forces in the heavens. I have decided I'm gonna make a stand I have decided I'm taking back my land I have decided oh, thus far and no more I'm gonna take up the sword and fight in the name of the Lord it took two and a half hours to stop because <laughs> God finally said if you stay on this page I'll stay with you do you know who you are I'm gonna figure it out and then I'll be dangerous is actually what this is about you see what I mean so every time we started to go down that road we started to stir up the body and stir is a key word these days stir and excite 
There's a reason for that. I, I, hopefully, I'll explain it as we go along. We have been stirring the body for the purposes of man, and God is stirring the body for the purposes of the kingdom. And so we are making a separation. The purpose of man costs man. Make sense? Scripture. He who has been given much, much is required. That is not the end of that scripture. That's halfway through. And if you've committed much to man, he will require all the more. So whatever God has given you, he will call you for it. He'll call you on it. You've got to give that back to him. It belongs to him. Hopefully you've invested in it so you've got ten times more now. So that when you give it back, he says, whoa, there's a lot more. Here's authority over land. What we're looking need, what we need is authority over land, not just governing it. Am I making sense? Are you okay? Was that too fast? All right. Just yell if it's gone too fast. So after I sung enough songs that cried out to God, I want to be this, I want to go back to my first love, I want to feel free, I want to have all these other things, then the warfare started, and I began to sing songs like, I have overcome. Um, stuff like they overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Uh, and although, you know, we, we all hear that as, that's great, yeah, man, I love all of that. When are we going to live there? When am I going to live there? I've overcome. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. What's, you got a problem? I've overcome the world. Is that funny to anybody? Is that kind of... It used to geek me out pretty badly. I thought, ah, oh, man, I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world. But the world's overcoming me. Correct? Are you okay? And so what we've gotten to do, so what we do is we come in here and hide now because this is the one place I am an overcomer. But he's not actually needing me to overcome in here. It's out there he needs me to overcome. And to come to that place that I carry the power of the living God. Now, we asked this question. I asked this question to the musicians the other, uh, whatever, last night. Do you know who God made you to be? Is any, anybody all, can, all firm about that yet? Does anyone know who God made you to be? Hmm. We kind of get ideas as you get older. You get ideas along the way. And some of them actually fall in line with God's will. <laughs> some of them. Um, but then we go through all, because we have a television that's saying, you should be this. I'm that. I know I'm that. I can feel that's me. I am that kind of hero. And when that doesn't actually happen, then we get all kind of sideways with who we are. Is that, are you okay so far? The deeper I got into the church, the more lost I got in it. Does anybody know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like I was saved to the church and not you. Sometimes I feel like my service is to everyone else but you. In my strife to please man, I fail to please you. In my struggle to be accepted, I denied acceptance from you.
I was lured by her weakness and in my own strength tried to set her free. But I lost myself in her daily dues and her endless needs. In my strife to please man, I only wound up pleasing me. I was closer to the body carefully towards the things of God. Those of you who are mature enough to have been through changes, how many have burned out already church-wise um, in the spirit and stuff like that? It's fine. It happens to the smartest of us. <laughs> uh, one of the issues of burnout has to do with moving in your anointing before it's activated by the Holy Spirit. Because it's easy to see someone who's got a talent or a gift or an anointing. It's pretty easy to notice that. Hey, man, what we wind up doing is not realizing until the Holy Spirit has activated that anointing, you're running on your own oil. Is that making any sense? Ten virgins, five were wise, five were foolish. Why? Because they were out of oil. What oil? Do you understand what I mean? This oil is, belongs, the anointing belongs to Christ. It pours it out on him. It comes to him. It does not belong to you or to the church. It belongs to him. But when he activates that anointing, then you minister from Holy Spirit. You minister what he says, and the oil remains well enough to light whatever light is needed whenever it gets dark. Make sense? That's how you don't burn out when you've been given a powerful anointing. That does make sense. This is the best place on the planet to practice it and get good with it so that you can use it. But this is not the place it's supposed to be spent. It's supposed to be spent out there. 
It's supposed to be there where it happened. Christine's got this, I call it an anointing. She doesn't, it's like I see something on someone and I'm going to tell them. It doesn't matter where we are. <laughs> That's irrelevant. <laughs> we are in a Applebee's, I think. And uh, I'm trying to have a peaceful meal. We both are real bad in restaurants because I feel things and hear things and see things, and so does she. But she does something about it. I just sit there quietly. Oh, that's too bad. And <laughs> so we're trying to have a nice little half afternoon lunch in there. There's a young bartender behind the bar, and, and he's a young black guy, just a real handsome sort. You can tell, charismatic, you know, wonderful. Everybody, you know, hey, man, let's have, everybody loved him. She just walks up to him, and I'm not hearing this conversation. I'm just watching it. And he looks at her, yes, ma'am, that kind of thing. And she starts talking with him, and his face just starts going. And his head goes down on the bar, and he is just weeping out loud. And I'm like, okay, there you have it. Um, what is this gift for, if not for that? Making sense. And so I know you see things in people's lives. You just don't trust what you hear, right? Would you do what God says if you are absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, without any question, without any possible chance of it being wrong, and you heard from God, would you do it? Most of us? Probably. Would you do it if you only were only pretty good, pretty close to... Almost sure this might be. Uh, how about that one? Do you understand what God is doing to you? He is so pulling your rope and just saying, we're going to make this thinner and thinner and thinner every time until you just go for it. Are you going to make a mistake? Oh, my goodness, all over the place. You will train wreck until you can't walk. But that's the blessing of walking with God. What are you? A train wreck that follows God. Do you think, you know, I sit up here, all kinds of confidence I hear from God. Do you know how much this cost? Do <laughs> you have any idea how many train wrecks went down the hill before I said anything that came was actually from God? Why was that? Trying to find out if you really mean it. No, you don't, you're not buying this one, are you? That's all right. So. Finally, the questions began. Ooh, I've gone over time. I am so sorry. Oh, um, the clock is always speaking. <laughs> it's easy to speak bravery from this place. Sitting in front, you cannot argue right to my face. It's easy to say, trust God, when I don't know your life. And the things that cost you everything, and the places I don't understand about you, and the way you tried, and you failed, and now you won't try again. What is failure? With a king like this, is it possible to fail with the love he gives? You're going to heaven, whether you screw up every word you speak, it's still God in your heart, still God in your life, and still Jesus in your veins that pours out till his hope is in your spirit once again. For Jesus Christ, my hope of glory, dwells within me, dwells within you. Don't feel like he knows me, but he does. I don't think he hears me, but he does. And I don't think I know where I'm going But you really 
do if you're following the king of life who's manifesting inside of you I'm uncomfortable with an alien inside my soul now I know it's Jesus Christ and not the enemy I know. And though my mind can wander, I'm learning how to take authority. I just tell him, shut up, I'm listening to Christ. Don't bother talking to me. I don't want to hear the lie anymore. How about you? I don't want to hear the lies anymore. You can say it out loud. I don't want to hear the lie anymore. I want to hear the truth, Jesus Christ in me. My hope is alive in Christ. My hope is alive in Him. And I will not die without Him. And I dare not leave. Till I see him, then I'll start all over again, praising his name, falling at his feet, until he dries my eyes and I see his face, like the sun that shines in the bright day. How about you? Do you hope in Jesus Christ? How about you? Are you ready for a change of life? How about you? How about you? Amen. Bless you guys. Uh, I might be able to. Yeah, I have to look. I actually had to write it down. One, one, can we do one more? This is this is so anointing. I just want you to. I want him to sing it over us, and then. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is a, I'll fight it here in a second. This is a song that happens spontaneously, which a whole bunch of my stuff does. And, um, but I wound up writing it down because I felt like the Lord was about it. He, he was about it. I was in Holland and um, the, um, I had to have an interpreter because I was trying to do worship and stuff. And you know how that goes. It's, Pretty uncomfortable. God loves you, and everybody has. You have to wait a few minutes before everything is said, um, and so you. I mean, you have to be courteous, and you have to figure out how to do that rhythmically and creatively, um, and it's very difficult to say the least. Uh, and so, all of a sudden, the father decided to take over, which he certainly does and can, um, and there's no reason to say he shouldn't. Um, but he's he's the Holy Spirit is very, um, whatever's the right polite. He will not interrupt you without invitation. Here's Jesus trying to walk away from the guys on the road of, to Emmaus. Um, I mean, what would you think about that? Wait a second, where are you going? You see what I mean? There's got to be an invitation, and so the Lord just I made an invitation to God. You take it any time. Uh, anytime you want to, just take it, just do it. And so he practiced me on the lawnmower for years. He would sing to me, and I would sing back what he said, and then he would sing a half a sentence, and then I would sing the half, but I had to sing it before he would give me the second half because I couldn't be trusted with the whole thought. Uh, and, and he began to sing this to me. Holland and my interpreter fainted on the first sentence on the first word so 
I was all by myself. And somehow God communicated this message to those people in a language they did not understand, but they got it. Um, How graceful is your grace How much loving kindness is forever And how much mercy is there When it comes new every morning How much love is there Blood is the only cure How much fire of desire Must be in my Lord How much anger Is the wrath on injustice How much fear will come On the wicked man How much shouting will be done When a white horse comes through the clouds How much love does it take to save a man? It takes it all.